0: I'm Arlen Hamilton, and this is your first million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund, Backstage Capital, from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. I created this podcast so I could tell you my story so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Arlen. It is Saturday, September 19th. Just recorded this interview with my friend Tricia Clark Stone. She is the star uh, of a new TV show called I Quit, which is produced by Spotify and is on the Discovery Channel. Really, really cool show about entrepreneurship in in a different way than you've seen before. And she is one of three mentors on the show, and there are six companies that are featured over eight episodes. Tonight, if you're in the United States, you can catch the sixth episode, episode number six, tonight, September 19th, and you can catch up, if you like, on demand on the Discovery app and elsewhere on demand uh, using your DVR, etc., so check it out. It's called I Quit. She'll tell you in this interview why it's called that. Uh, it's different than you may think. And uh, it's a really, really cool show. I've, I've enjoyed uh, getting to, to watch some of it. And uh, can't wait to see what happens. She'll, she tells you a little surprise too. It's, it's a bit of a spoiler, but it is an exciting one. Um, so get into the interview. Besides the show, she'll tell you about her book. And we talk about her twin. She has a twin sister. Um, and we'll talk about all of that in this interview that was just recorded just moments ago. So, so, so happy for you to hear this. Lots of gems, get out your notebook. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks. We're here with Tricia Clarkstone, a friend of mine. We have been wanting to do this for a long time and I'm so, so happy that we're getting to do it today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. It has. Let's let's tell the people real quick how we, like, I don't re- remember exactly how we met, but I know we met a few years ago. I remember. I okay. remember.
1: You know how? So I was looking. Um, I remember reading a post or an article, or maybe it was a Medium article that you might have posted, and I was so moved by it. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to her. So I slid into your DMs, on Twitter, <laughs> and right. um, and I introduced myself. And I was like, hey, I love what you're all about, super inspired by um, the work that you're doing. Um, by bi- Coastal, between New York and LA, I'm gonna be in LA, we should meet up. And you hit me right back, and then we met at Soho House. That's and right, I do remember that, was, that. yeah. Yeah, that I was a few years ago.
0: In LA for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I think that was when you laid it on me that you were a twin. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> like yeah. Part of a, a dynamic duo. Uh, and, and what's your twin's name? Antoinette. And so let's talk a little bit about your um, your history. What, what have you been up to the past few years?
1: Yeah, so um, last few years, uh, in 2013, I started a creative and technology agency called Narrative. And it was really predicated on redefining the rules of storytelling, leveraging culture and technology. So I looked at the advertising space and realized there weren't a lot of people like me that were leading the charge when it came to advertising and marketing. And also there wasn't a lot when you looked at technology Being utilized as a tool to really reimagine how brands were using their voice and then also injecting culture and cultural intelligence as a way to kind of join and combine the two. So I wanted to do that. um, And I tapped my old boss Russell Simmons um, and he pitched him on the idea and he gave me the seed capital to start the agency and quickly you know, um, built up a great roster of clients, blue chip brands, startups, and, um, and we were full service agency, um, and, um, and quickly, you know, started doing award-winning work that was both moving and meaningful and innovative. And then people started to notice and about four and a half years in, we got acquired by Will Packer. The formidable filmmaker. Um, I call him the billion dollar man because he has, you know, amassed a billion dollar box office with his 10 number one films. So that was a really impactful moment for me, because when I started on this journey of entrepreneurship, uh, I always knew I wanted an exit, but I never thought that within five years, I would be able to, you know, have have a successful one. So that was a really big, big impactful moment for me.
0: I mean, it sounds like it. And I remember after we met in LA meeting again in New York,
1: Yeah, um, you came out of the
0: office. Yeah. And I saw what you had going over there. And it was just, it was something to behold and and you were running things. And you know, it's, I'm always excited when I see a black woman running things. (laughs) Like like that's just (laughs) how it is, right? And so Will Packer, uh, how did it feel to be acquired by a black man to to sort of have your company acquired by another black person? It was so interesting, you know, because I had to
1: take a step back. I was thinking to myself, okay, I had one black man fund you know my idea and my venture and then another you know black man acquire it which is kind of you never see that that's an anomaly yeah so
0: very few very few and far between
1: yeah so that to me gave me hope right that can this not be an anomaly and can this start to become the norm right that you have now wealth within our community where you can now see people in in positions like this to begin to pay it forward or be liquid enough or have the cash flow to be able to then say she's doing her thing he's doing you know his thing i want to invest and double down on these businesses to help build and grow generational wealth to continue to build my business so it was super empowering and Um, I have to say, Will is a man of his word the day to the year that I met him, you know, when I met him, he was like, I want to build with you. And I love what you've done. I'm building a bigger media brand. And I think your business could be the, uh, you know, a big part of it. And a year to the day that we met, he acquired narrative. Um, so, uh, really cool. Yeah. I mean
0: that's just like that's the dream. That's what we're all working towards I think. I mean absolutely. I feel like that. It was it was uh, kind of far off just a few years ago the this, this idea but it shouldn't have been and it and it and it, we've had such great examples I think um uh, of this and now it's it's this new age and you then went on, I mean this we're, we're skipping many, many things I know. Uh, I want to get right into the show in just a second, but yeah. I do want to give a shout out to you and your sister putting out a book because I know how hard that is to do. I believe we're on the same uh imprint and and we have uh, the same editor yeah the same editor, so that that's yeah. I mean that's like family, you know like yeah. uh, you know, Talia is just amazing and and uh, you know couldn't have done our book without it so so Tell us just a little bit about what's what's the name of the book uh, and why you decided to do this book with your sister. Maybe a little bit of insight into what she does that made it such a compliment to each other.
1: Yeah. So first, though, I want to give to your point too a shout out to Talia, because it is so hard to write a book. Um, and one of the reasons why we decided to go with that imprint was because of Talia because you need to have that level of synergy with your editor that believes in you and um, and your work and your vision and uh, and your narrative and the story and she let us go and really um, elevated and amplified and rooted us on and um, and helped us along our journey, so she was amazing, so I know um, i'm I'm sure she kind of did the same for you. So oh,
0: absolutely. She was the reason that I went with that yeah. we, we were We were in a, an auction with five different houses, and i I said that's you know that's the that's making the difference for me.
1: Yeah, hands down. We were super impressed with her. Um, and uh, our book is called Double Down, Bet on Yourself and Achieve Success on Your Terms. And the reason why Anton and I decided to write the book was because we wanted to help democratize success for people who look like us. I think, you know, growing up, uh, because we're twins, so many people would, you know, there was this wow factor because we looked alike, right? Yeah. And um, humans are uh, quite simple in that way right <laughs> yeah absolutely like,
0: you know for adults it's like Disneyland it's like oh it's like,
1: it's like wait oh wow and do told. you feel this yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think as we got older people would say to our mom you know you you must be so proud because of what Trisha has accomplished and then Antoinette she's a two-time Emmy award-winning producer and then she moved on to the business side and now she's a senior vice president um, at CBS leading brand innovation and integrations um, at CBS. So we looked at, we're looked at almost as an anomaly um, because they would be like, you must be so proud that they've achieved this. And we said to ourselves, if we were two white women, would would they be saying that to right. our mom,
0: mm-hmm. right? It's like saying, and- she's so articulate. <laughs>
1: Yes. yes. And we get that all the time. Wow, you speak so well. Uh-huh. I would, uh, you know, especially over the phone. And then when I meet people, they, they would say, I didn't know you were black because you're yeah. so articulate. And people
0: don't understand how much of an insult that is because most people who say it say it with a good intent. They say it. Yeah, they like think a it's compliment. a
1: compliment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we said to ourselves, we need to change this paradigm and this, we need to move away from being an anomaly to a level of normalcy and to start doing that we need to get the story out and also start showing different paths of how you can achieve a level of success. And so much of what success looks like, it's what the status quo defines as what success is. And we wanted to really redefine what that is. And that's a lot of what the book is predicated on. In addition to that, I'm an entrepreneur. Antoinette is an intrapreneur. So entrepreneur, obviously I drive change by starting different businesses. Antoinette drives change by... Um, within existing companies. And we wanted to show two perspectives of, we have a similar roadmap and, and our eight core principles of how you can achieve success, but we can do it by following different roadmaps, but you can use those same core principles. So it's just showing, you know, that the different perspectives and then in addition, we leaned into stories of different boss ladies that we admire everyone from, you know, the founder of 23andMe to Aisha Curry, Misty Copeland, so that you can show that there is not one core roadmap of how you do it. It's really about you Following your core um, passion, and that if you believe it, you can make it happen. And it's all about doubling down on yourself. And when you do that, there's a multiplier effect that happens um, when you do.
0: Tell us how the show—it's called "I Quit." So that's that's intriguing in itself, especially at a time like now, right now. Absolutely, we're going to talk about that. So tell us how the show came to you and um, we, we can get into what the show is about.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the producers of the show reached out to me actually when Antoine and I were writing the book and I thought it was a sign because since we were writing the book and it was all about, you know, um, like I said, democratizing success for people who look like us, I looked at it as a way for me to be able to continue to scale our mentorship by being on the show Um, In addition, the vision of the show. The show is all about showing the human-centric side of entrepreneurship, which there's not one show out there that really shows that. And I think when you think of entrepreneurship, you know, uh, Arlen, you're on the cover of Fast Company, on, you know, um, you're in the headlines. And I think that's why I was so drawn to your story because, of the human side to it, and um, you, it, 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 there was so much of your why that's tied into and your purpose that's tied into the work that you do. And oftentimes, I don't think you see that. You see kind of the PL of it all, and and the big wins or the big losses, because I think the status quo has you believe that you're either a born leader or an overnight success you don't really see everything that's kind of in between and i think this show was really set out to have a vision around not only the businesses but the entrepreneurs behind the businesses and that's what really struck me um and it's called i quit because it's about people doubling down and betting on themselves. So of course, you know, that also struck a chord where people are like going for broke and saying, I have a passion, I believe in this, and I'm gonna kind of put it all out, out there and, and um, go all in on, on what I believe to be um, what, what I want, what I wanna go for my North Star, and this is what I'm gonna do to get it. Mm-hmm.
0: So many people uh, ask me when is the right time to quit the day job and go after your dreams? And I always try to uh, warn them and kind of help them see that a lot of times that that your, your day job can be your investor, your first investor. Because it's, it's that insurance, it's that, and then you can work on the things on the side and then kind of build up to it. Knowing that, and I know you believe the same, and then also knowing the the climate of a lot of people are losing their jobs and and people are looking for jobs. Were you worried and was the whole um, production worried about the title being misconstrued?
1: Yeah, um, obviously, you know, we shot a lot of this before the whole COVID of it all. Um, And I think, yeah, you know, the title changed uh, a few times. It started out with that. And then there were some discussions about um, switching the title, but I think in the end, the ethos of, of the show, so much of it is about following your dreams and putting, all, putting it all out on the table. So I think the integrity of it, um, they wanted to keep that element. And then I think if you get into the show, you see the give and take um, of it and the context around it. So um, so I think they felt good about kind of
0: keeping that intact. Because it's show business. So th- th- there's it's going to get that wow factor of what the title is. Yeah, it's they want to draw you in. Right. right? So tell yeah. us about the structure. What is the actual structure? And then I know it airs on um, Saturdays. And we're going to drop this today, Saturday, so that people can just tune in. As soon as they listen to this, they can have their DVR set up or watch the show live. Um, what is the structure of the show and who else is on the show with you?
1: Yeah. So the structure of the show is, um, we follow, you know, everyone that tunes in, will get to follow six entrepreneurs who quit their jobs to basically pursue their dreams. And, um, you see them, the good, the bad, and the ugly of them diving into their businesses. So you have Chris and Marcus who launch a, um, cooler company. So, think of a competitor to Yeti, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and between the two of them, they have 10 kids. So, imagine <laughs> all of the angst that goes into that and the responsibility uh, around that. And then you have uh, the ladies of Ezra Beer, three best friends, longtime best friends, that take on the wine industry. So, a male, white dominated industry, but they really see this underrepresented um you know industry as an opportunity in a white space to kind of come in and disrupt it. Then no you have yeah, yeah, which <laughs> which I was super inspired by. And and they're firecrackers um and and ready to ready to game on. But it's an interesting dynamic, right? As we know, um because going from friends to business partners, it's a completely different dynamic. And I think um, what's interesting is you get to see that journey of friendship into business partners, which is sometimes not a
0: pretty one. It sounds uh, like it answers a lot of questions that uh, are FAQs, frequently asked questions. It 100%. Like it, it answers those and... In- Real time, you get to watch someone else kind of go through it. Uh, Who are the other, are are you considered judges, mentors? How do you, how do you refer to yourself? We're considered mentors, right?
1: I like to say how I look at mentors in general, it's like we're the app ways with context, right? We help you along the journey and then we provide that context. So also um, one of my fellow mentors, it's Debbie Sterling, who is the founder of Goldie Blocks, Um, who's amazing and also um, Harley, who's the COO at Shopify. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's the three of us that guide um, these
0: six businesses. And it's interesting because it is a Shopify production, and so that's yeah. that in itself is interesting for anybody who likes to kind of follow along how, how different companies are doing things interestingly. You know, Mailchimp does something interesting with media as well and video, and Shopify is now doing that, and it's just it's kind of cool. And and um, I watched uh, where there there was a a couple where the the wife uh, or the husband decided he was going to buy uh, buy something. Like a, a team, <laughs> without oh, yes. telling the wife, and uh, you know I'll leave it at that because I want I want people to kind of be intrigued by it and go check it out. But if you it, it what day did it uh, debut? Just so people know how much to catch up to before they watch tonight's
1: episode. So uh, so I think we're going into episode six tonight. Mm-hmm. So So um, like
0: early August or something.
1: Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah. So, and it's a total of, um, eight episodes. And the great thing is, um, in episode eight, everyone will get to see, we actually, um, give one of the businesses, um, a hundred thousand dollars to help fuel and really accelerate uh, one of the businesses, which um, obviously you know that's what you do, right, so how much that can really change the trajectory of one Absolutely. of those
0: businesses yeah that's exciting, and do they know that? Does the audience know that going into the eighth episode or d- is that sprung on everybody so the oh, audience the know yeah, so the mm-hmm. audience knows, but
1: the businesses they didn't know at all yeah Um, because this this was this wasn't a competition this was really a docu follow right um a lot of it is you know um self-taped so you're just really journeying with these folks Mm -hmm. as they really figure it out you're in the trenches um and you see failure you see who has grit who figures it out are they pivoting who's taking those risks who's who knows to um, step out of their comfort zone? How are they dealing with their relationships? Who's willing to sacrifice? Who's doubling down? So it's, it's just a multitude of different themes and, and elements that really come together. And, and to your point, it's truly um, like the ultimate you know, FAQs um, when it comes to entrepreneurship.
0: And what is your favorite thing to do to, to add to uh, uh, an entrepreneur's? journey like what what do you find yourself maybe even watching back the the videos what do you feel like you you bring the most to when it comes to to them
1: so i think it's a few things um one thing that i think a lot of entrepreneurs um get tripped up on is activity versus achievement right they believe that when they're doing a lot um, that that means just because they're, they're, there's a lot of activity happening, that means that, that they, they must be doing a good job because mm-hmm. they're exerting a lot of energy and um, they're spending so much time. So I think for me, I think it goes back to that ways kind of metaphor. It's about guidance and kind of making sure that, that you're pointing them in, in the right direction. Um, so I think that's one part. The other element is having those triggers so that they don't go too far down a path. Um, because one thing that I think a lot of the entrepreneurs, they weren't asking themselves, I think some of the key questions like, what problem are you solving you know, at this very moment? Where I think sometimes, as we all know, we lead with passion and that's such a huge part of being an entrepreneur, but sometimes you need to take a step back especially when you're not when you're looking into the financials and your margins aren't where they're supposed to be. And you really have to look at the data. You have to dive into you know, user testing. So I think you start have to you have to start asking yourself some of the key hard questions. And I think that's a big role that uh, I played and also the other mentors. That um, just that level of guidance that that they didn't uh, you know that they didn't have um, you know I think the the other thing is also being their elevation and their gravity because you don't always have that around you and I think you need that when you're going along this journey because entrepreneurship can be the most exciting exhilarating thing but then it can also be the most terrifying thing so you need
0: Same that day. level
1: yeah. In, in, in an hour right yeah, all within great. an hour, so I think you also need um, you need, you need that level um, you know that 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 infrastructure and and that level of um, of guidance around you, so I think we were definitely able to to provide that throughout
0: how uh, How do people watch the show in different ways um, first, I start with the u s and then we 'll talk about if it 's available elsewhere, but how do people watch the show? Uh, as it's happening now. So you can tune into Discovery, so the regular
1: OG way, right, on uh, cable, so cable provider on Discovery. And then you can also on demand it on Discovery Go, um, so uh, via streaming. And mm-hmm. it's not available internationally
0: yet. So I believe yep. it's only on in the US. But your information is available anywhere. So how do people find out more about you, website, uh, book, et cetera? Yeah, so website, doubledownbook.com.
1: And then I'm on Instagram, Twitter, so Trisha002.
0: And how, <laughs> 002, is that? Is that twinning? Is that something to do So with-
1: it's twinning, but then... I've always loved
0: 007, so it's a little uh-huh. play on 00, but then the two because of twinning. Have you done acting? I can't remember if that was the case, because it seems like you could be a Bond girl. <laughs> or a Bond, or bond. <laughs> Thank you, so, Arlen. <laughs> so no, so, but
1: um, Antoine and I did some twin, um, twin modeling earlier on, like okay. commercials, Levi's, and stuff like that earlier on, yeah. just to make some extra cash.
0: Yeah, savings, you know? Yeah, yeah. he wanted me to do uh to to model for a bowling alley, but I I told him that I you know I'd come back and talk to him another time. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> what uh what do you see is next for you? Let's say the next couple of years because you've you've already exited a company. Do you have that itch again to come back and start something? I new do like what? right now.
1: So I always looked at because. At the end of last year, I hit my earn out because I stayed on for Mm -hmm. two years. So I'm still consulting and advising for Will & Narrative. And I looked at 2020 as my buy year, right? Where it was gonna be the first full year where I wasn't tied to the ins and outs of of running a company. And I was just gonna consult and kind of see where my passions led me. Um, So I've been consulting advising for some blue chip brands entertainment brands and startups. And I have about six that I'm consulting and advising for, and it's been amazing. And then I'm also working on an idea for a new business. Um, And then I have a prototype for a new product that Antoinette and I have come up with. So we just got the prototype back two weeks ago from China. So it's a consumer facing um, product. So we have a few things cooking. So um, 2021 is shaping up, I think, to be good in terms of a new business that I'll probably launch, hopefully a new consumer Product and then the launch of something special um, around Double Down, where Antoine and I will be launching. So we oh. have some good stuff coming. Yeah, that's
0: intriguing. Everybody needs to kind of keep up with what you're doing on social. Uh, do a do a search on the show "I Quit" on Discovery. And where way I want to end this uh, is is to kind of have one piece of advice or something for, even from the book or from the show, just something um, that you would leave an audience, it's a very diverse audience, by the way, uh, investors and entrepreneurs just getting started, just learning about it or have, you know, been in the trenches for years. What is something that uh, is tried and true for you as, as advice?
1: So one thing that has helped me throughout my entire career is I always ask myself, what's now, what's next, and what has never been done before. Mm. Um, And that's leaning into kind of the insight, foresight, and then wrapping that in with good taste. And that has kind of been my barometer um, and has served me really well because uh, throughout my career, I've really used innovation as my operating system. And asking myself those three questions has always um grounded me in kind of what what i do next um, whether it be in the business that i'm in or kind of what i'm about to do next
0: and that makes that leads me to a bonus question because i'm always asked this question i'm very curious about it when it comes to you do you feel like you've always been confident or do you feel like it was something that you had to build like a muscle over time
1: So I think confidence definitely builds over time. I think um, because I'm a twin, uh, I had the benefit of having this built-in where um, I could bounce things off of someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had this relationship. It's almost like I grew up playing doubles, right? Mm -hmm. So I learned how to play tennis playing doubles and then I had to figure out how to play singles. So it's like, um, I always felt comfortable um, uh, in, in these environments um, because I always knew I had someone with me, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so having that built in and that's almost why, that's, that's why the second half of Double Down is all about cultivating your tribe because i think when you surround yourself with people who can be your elevation and your gravity it instills a level of confidence that kind of pushes you out into Mm -hmm. the world um so you 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 set up a little a little straighter um Mm -hmm. and i think i honestly think that's a big reason why um on the onset that i had this level of confidence because i always had her to basically call me out on my shit when, when I was kind of going in the wrong direction, but then also celebrate me or help pick me up when I needed it as well. And I think everyone needs that person in, uh, in their corner and they don't need a twin to be able to do that. No, no. But I think that, that gave me a level of grounding um, that, that helped instill um, and kind of build up that level mm-hmm. of confidence.
0: So someone who's a combination of, uh, and, uh, of a hype person and someone who will tell you when you're when you're off base.
1: Yeah, keep uh, it need, real.
0: Yeah, you need someone who's real with you every single day. So you don't have to guess, you have to question that. And that can be a friend, it can be a, a family member, it can be your your partner, it can be your, uh, your twin. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so I just want everybody to check out Double Down the Book. Uh, we're here with Tricia Clark Stone. Double Down is the book i quit is the show on discovery find out why it's called that uh there's a little bit more to it than that which is very exciting i want i want to find out what happens with this with this group uh uh this this what is a soccer team like a it's it's a soccer team yeah
1: you have you you have a dessert company um you have mike d there's a barbecue sauce it there's just such great humans and the family dynamics the businesses there's just so much yeah. good stuff um it's super yeah. inspiring it sounds
0: like if you love shark tank but you always wanted to know how it really how they got there how they got to that stage uh to to meet the sharks that's what that's what yeah and everything like. that goes into it you'll yeah. love this show love it. love it thank you so much for being on your first million um it uh, and congratulations on the exit which which you know uh very proud of you and also kind of you know, it gives me, gives me hope and inspires me. So I appreciate you being here and we're going to definitely have you back and we're going to find out what happens uh, with, and who gets that, uh, that hundred thousand. Um, hundred thousand. We'll talk about it after we see the show. Thank you,
1: Arlen. Thanks for having me on. And we still have to do our general hospital
0: kind of. <gasps> That's right. Yep. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. Well, it's been great having you here and I appreciate it. Thanks Arlen. Hey, it's Arlen, thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you. Online, You can find me at ArlanWasHere on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N WasHere. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. This episode has been brought to you by Purple.com for all your mattress needs. Check out their sheets, their vase, their pillows. And if you are really needing a more comfortable sleep, get that mattress delivered. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenoa, Executive Producer, Arlen Hamilton, Associate Producer, Chacho Valides.